Spirituality gets a lot of side-eye these days, and admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello, my friends. Happy whatever day it is when you're tuning in. I know it's a Tuesday when this comes out, so if it's a Tuesday, happy Tuesday. If it's not, hope you're having a great day, whatever day it is. (laughs) All right, so jumping in to today's episode, I am super excited, and I know I probably say that all the time, but I truly am, and... Today we're going to be getting a little bit more philosophical. I know in, you know, the first episode I was really just kind of giving you some highlights and some touch points of my story that we'll be diving into, um but today we're going to be doing something a little bit different and I absolutely love to have conversations like this, so I'm very excited. And that is challenging your belief or your perception of a specific idea or concept um or word. And hopefully, you know, the end goal here is to just expand the way you think about it a little bit. I think that I have always been rather open-minded. Actually, I mean, I know I have. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that like every one of those, you know, tell us what three words or five words you would use to describe yourself, you know, like those questions on applications and whatnot. I'm pretty sure open-minded has always been one of my top words that has come up because I feel like I really have always been able to see and think in a lot of different ways. And I'm always really open to different perspectives and, you know, ways of thinking. And I'm I'm always open to changing my mind. You know, that's not to mean that I don't have any, you know, strong beliefs or strong feelings or strong opinions on certain things, but I'm always pretty open to changing them if I learn more. And I think, you know, that's a good way to be (laughs) just keeping your options open, I guess. But anyway, I think this episode will also just kind of give you a better understanding of me and how I operate in this space in general. I mean, along the same lines to what I was just saying is my approach to some of the more quote unquote typical, you know, spirituality concepts, even some of the, you know, wellness concepts and different areas of life are not the most typical. They don't necessarily always align with the way that the mainstream thinks about them or feels about them. And so that's why I'm really excited to kind of talk about this today. I'm going to be breaking down some, you know, other concepts, ideas down the road in different episodes. But today I wanted to start with one in particular, which I think aligns so perfectly with kind of the theme of the show in general is what it actually means to be spiritual. Because laughing at ourselves here in the spiritual space, I think that it definitely has a certain perception among the mainstream, but the way that I feel about it is somewhat different than that. And so I'm really excited to dive in and share that with you today. And over the course of this podcast too, we're going to be covering more than just spirituality, like health and wellness I've mentioned before and, you know, fitness and things that have been really integral touch points to my journey. But I wanted to start here in particular because especially as I've been in the process of creating this show and, you know, I'm working on kind of behind the scenes, a new program that I'll be launching it really shortly after this episode comes out. And, 
you know, really just understanding myself and my mission better and on a deeper level, this concept has been coming up over and over again. Like, what does it actually mean to be spiritual? When you really boil it down, what is it really about? And so I'm just really excited to dive into it a little bit more today. I think people definitely have this perception of spirituality that it's something super out there. <laughs> you know, it, you have to be a little bit crazy, you know, to borrow from the, the title of the show. If you're, if you're going to be into the space and that it's not normal in different we, ways, you know, you probably have some of your own kind of thoughts, feelings, opinions when you just hear the word spiritual or spirituality in general. So I want to kind of unpack those on today's episode because that's never really how I've understood it. I'm thinking all the way back to when I was a really, really little kid. And then as I grew throughout, you know, early school and all of that, I never really understood why faith and fact couldn't coexist. And I think that's part of this, what drives this perception that I'm going to challenge today is that if it's not fact, it's a little bit crazy and that they both can't exist in the same sphere. And for me, they always have been. I kind of touched on this in the first episode of the show. That's like, I feel like I straddle both worlds, the really measurable, the science, the data, the facts, all of that stuff. And, and also the metaphysical, the a little bit out there, the spiritual, the woo woo, if you will. So that's why I think I've been sitting with, or part of why I think I've been really sitting with this question is I don't really understand it that way. I think that, you know, many people, when they think about spirituality and, and what it means to be spiritual, there's this automatic tie to things like spirit guides or meditating for three hours a day that, you know, if you buy into spirituality as society believes it to be, then you automatically believe that you can talk to people who have crossed over to the other side, you know, mediumship and all of that, or, you know, that you automatically want to be psychic and give psychic readings to people or even think that that's a thing that people can do or that on the more kind of 3D side of things in the spirituality space. I think there's a this association with you have to automatically love yoga if you're a spiritual person, aspire to be this monk on a hill sort of thing. And none of that really is true, in my opinion. And in a way, I think it's really interesting, this perception of spirituality and spiritual people that society has, it feels so material to me. It's all about, right, how it looks and the stuff you use. So, you know, the yoga clothes you wear and you're wearing the mala beads and you have the crystals and all of this stuff when it's really not about the stuff. And I think that's such an interesting mirror to kind of how we operate as a society in general is we're so focused on the outward presentation of things and the stuff that you have and the material side of it. And so I think that there's that really fascinating parallel between the two. But for me at the core, it's actually very, very simple. Uh, for me, being spiritual, it really just means cultivating connection. And that could be connection to something greater, you know, source, universe, God, whatever you want to call it. it can be connection to one another, other people, even, you know, other living things, animals, plants. But I think more than both of those, I think it's just connection to your own heart and your own soul, your own intuition, that sort of thing. And actually, at this point, I want to read you the dictionary definition of the word spiritual because I... As I was pondering this question the other day, I decided, yeah, I want to just look it up and see what it means because often these definitions get so distorted, right? And so when I Googled it, goodolddictionary.com, the first entry says, of relating to or consisting of spirit. 
it's nothing about the stuff. It's just about the spirit. And even the next one of or relating to the spirit or soul as distinguished from the physical nature. So like, again, in both of these, it's literally nothing about the stuff or the presentation. It's just about connection to spirit. Like it's so simple connection to soul rather than the material, a gaze that goes inward rather than outward. So kind of hand in hand with that, like it doesn't have to be this elaborate thing. It doesn't even require any of the practices that are quote unquote typical of spirituality as you know society commonly understands it to be or to look. It's literally just you building a relationship with your own spirit. That's it. You connecting to your own heart, you building a relationship with your own inner knowing and inner wisdom and, you know, the truth of you as a being. And as I was reflecting on this, I, I'm thinking of some of the most, you know, beautiful and impactful and profound, quote unquote, spiritual people that I've come across. And these are the ones who literally just live it. They just embody it. They just are spiritual. It's not this like extra thing for them. It's not about the meditation or the crystals or the whatever. It's literally just how they are and who they are. You can literally feel the difference when you're around someone like that. They, they're so much more present. It's like their life becomes this moving meditation. They're in this constant relationship with this inner part of themselves, with this inner knowing, with soul, which is a little piece, if you will, of God source universe that's speaking through them, through the lens of their body. And so I I think I said this before, but they literally just have a different feeling when you're around them. That's so really magical. And at the same time, that's not to say that all of the stuff, like the crystals and the cards and the yoga and the breath work and all the practices and all that isn't great because it is it's you know magical and i love it i do a lot of it i use a lot of it no shade no hate anything like that with whatever feels good for you but it's not about that at the end of the day it's really just about cultivating this connection and i actually think that all of these tools and all of these practices and all of all of it really are so helpful and supportive especially in the beginning when this language and this connection is really unfamiliar to you. Thinking back to my journey, you know, meditation was so foundational for me to be able to, I mean, A, regulate my nervous system. (laughs) Again, topic for another time. I was so dysregulated when I first got into all this stuff. It was, you know, the heat of my healing journey or the peak rather of my healing journey. But again, save that for another time. But meditation was so helpful for me at the time in learning to sift through what is my thought versus what is my mind's thought, because they're not the same. Um, You are this consciousness that gets to play with the feedback from your body and the feedback from your mind. And and you get to observe and to read these thoughts that your mind is, is feeding you, but you don't have to engage with them. And your soul even speaks to you differently than that. And you, the consciousness kind of gets to engage with what your soul is saying. And I think I'm getting a little out there, (laughs) but you know, all of that to say, literally meditation was a doorway for me to just understanding the different ways that my mind and my body and my spirit kind of speak to me. 
and to to sift through all that and to to recognize what is mind versus what is soul or higher self or whatever label you want to put on it. You know, I think crystals, I'm just giving you a few examples here, like crystals are a great tool for intention. They're incredible. Like you put on this bracelet or you pick up this stone and put it in your pocket and carry it with you or just look at it in your hand or whatever. Meditate with it. And it is literally a visual tangible reminder of the intention that you set around it or even just the properties of the stone, you know, intention is super, super powerful in so many ways and so many areas of life. But even if you don't take that step and you just, for example, grab a rose quartz bracelet and put that on because you're working on self-love, then every time you look at that bracelet, you're going to be reminded of self-love and the fact that you're working on self-love. And so I think that's such a beautiful, simple way to connect with yourself and your intention for yourself. Things like oracle cards or tarot cards, these can be incredible tools for reflection. You pick a card out of the deck and you take a few minutes to read the message and reflect on it and see how it relates to your life. And maybe you journal about it and you find even deeper levels of information about yourself and and what's wanting to come through. And so all of these things can be really supportive, especially in the beginning when this is a kind of a foreign language, when spirituality is kind of like a what the fuck, <laughs> which we've all been there. I definitely have. And actually, it's funny. I, I really love using these tools, being myself very deep in the space and the spirituality and the woo and all the things. I really love using them with people who aren't so far <laughs> into everything like this. Because it really can help show them how it can be used in such a simple human way that it's really not that out there. It's really not that wild. I'll give the example of I bought for my one of my best friends on the entire planet. She had gone through a breakup and months down the road was trying to start to date again and was just having all of this fear from the old breakup resurface and lots of limiting beliefs and scared of dating and whatever she was feeling at that point. And so as a gift for her, I bought her this pair of crystal earrings, this rose quartz earrings. And in the card, I said something along the lines of like, let this be, you know, a bubble of self-love and kind of protection for you. Let it be your anchor let it give you confidence, you know, all of those things that she was looking for at the time. And I remember wearing them on the date and she was really excited. And she came back and she was like, in the car, I was reflecting on what you wrote about these earrings. And I was literally kind of tapping into them and into that energy and into that intention. And she's not the type at the time. She wasn't the type to, you know, go buy crystals or do any of this really. She lived with me. So <laughs> she was kind of aware of a lot of it by proxy, but this isn't something that she would you know, seek out by herself. And yet this simple pair of earrings allowed her to connect to this kind of different part of herself and really go into this date with a different mindset and have a different experience just by connecting into this crystal. So just a, a simple example, I think of how these things can be used in a way that's not that out there, you know, I'm not trying to channel a spirit guide through my rose quartz or anything like that. I'm just using it for intention. I'll bring it kind of back to myself at this point. I just posted a little bit about this on Instagram the other day, actually. I don't actually need any of these things at this point in my life for the connection. I don't need to meditate every day. I don't need to do energy healing every day. I don't need my crystals. I don't need any of it. 
I still use it. (laughs) I still do all of it because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel better. But my baseline is such that, and the relationship that I have with myself and my soul and the, the ability that I've cultivated to listen and to hear and to respond, like I'm in relationship with myself in this way at all times. Maybe not all times because <laughs> I'm a human and, you know, we're not perfect, but I would say the majority of the time at this point, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need a practice because I am my practice. And that's really, I think that's the goal or that should be. I think if you need tools, the practices, anything that's not you, again, it can be super helpful. It can be super supportive. And that's not to say don't use it, but it's just that like you literally are the spirit. Like you are the point connection to you, the deeper part of yourself, your inner knowing, your wisdom, your higher self, whatever you want to call it. That's the point. And so I hope all of this kind of helps redefine for you what it really means to be a spiritual person, what spirituality really is. Maybe encourages you, you know, to connect a little bit more deeply with yourself and to explore an inner part of yourself or explore one of these tools or explore one of these practices. Like I said, if you're, you know, newer to this space and you're not as familiar with what the fuck does it actually feel like to to listen to my inner knowing or who, who is my higher self? Like I am me. (laughs) I think use the tools, use the practices. They're such a beautiful gateway into this greater level of understanding, this deeper level of connection. And I also want to say kind of to close this out, like if the word spiritual doesn't land for you, if it doesn't resonate, like if you're experiencing some resistance to the word spiritual or spirituality or any of it, like pick a new word, choose something that feels better. Again, it's really that simple, like connection, self-exploration, going inward, whatever you want to say that feels better for you, that lands more for you, use that word. Like with this, the spiritual or spirituality and so many of these terms, which honestly, a lot of them are a little bit cringy to me at this point, the way they've kind of been, you know, taken over and distorted by society and even, even the spiritual space itself. I think (laughs) there's a lot in there that, that has been a little bit co-opted, but The point is, don't let the word, don't let the term be the reason that you choose not to engage. Just pick a new word. It's just a word. You can change it. And I mean, if you really want to go deep in it, you can change your relationship to it. So if you're triggered by the word, that's an opportunity to investigate. I kind of said this in the first episode is like, if something is triggering for you, that's a beautiful opportunity for you to ask yourself why, what's there you know, does this need to be triggering for me? Anyway, getting a little off track, but just choose a new word if it's, if it's not resonating for you, whatever makes it easier for you to get your foot in the door, because being on the other side of, I think I was touching on this earlier in the episode and I definitely talked about it in the last episode, but that period of time in my life that I was so focused on fact only when so much of my you know health issues arose my stress and my disconnection to others and my disconnection from myself when when i was so focused on only science only data 
prove it, you know, prove it. This mentality that so many of us have life on the other side of that is so much easier. It's so much, it's funny. Some people might think of that as not being easy, having to meditate and do all the things. But again, you don't have to do any of the things. It's helpful to create a foundation and a baseline. But anyway, finding that connection to yourself and really understanding yourself on a deeper level so upgrades your life in ways that I cannot even describe, although I will probably end up describing many of them (laughs) in future episodes of the show. But I will leave you with that, just an invitation to connect, to explore, to go inward, because that's really all it is. And now for the fun stuff, today's segment. What the fuck am I doing? So for today's what the fuck am I doing on the topic of spirituality and connecting more deeply to myself, I thought it would be fun and timely to share that I am going to be starting a microdosing protocol for the very first time. I am stoked. And this is microdosing, microdosing. Microdosing mushrooms, psilocybin. If you didn't know, I'm a big fan and proponent of mushrooms and plant medicines for healing, for deepening your inner work, your shadow work, all that good stuff. I have taken mushrooms in the past, both for kind of ceremony and also just for fun because hi, I'm human and (laughs) it's okay to have fun. Not everything has to be (laughs) serious and ceremony all the time. But I have never microdosed, so I'm super, super excited to start. I have some friends who have been on a protocol for a while now. Maybe they've done multiple at this point. Not super sure, but they have experienced some really, really incredible effects, both on their you know spiritual, emotional, personal levels, but also physically, which I'm really, I'm, I always say excited, but <laughs> but I'm really excited to experience that side of it as well. I have some lingering, you know, inflammation issues from back in the day of my healing journey. So anyway, I'm really excited to see how it just impacts me in all areas of my life, my inner work, my manifestations, my physical body, all of it. So I'm going to be starting first thing in January. It is currently the end of December as I'm recording this show. So I will keep you posted as it goes along and as it progresses. I can't wait. And as a reminder, if you have a what the fuck am I doing story, this can be a personal story or something that you observed (laughs) or experienced with someone else. You can submit their stories. It can be totally anonymous. That's fine. Um, But you can DM them to me at underscore Caitlin Kirkpatrick on Instagram for a chance for your what the fuck am I doing story to be featured on this show. So much fun. I want to hear from you. So I'm excited to see what you got. And I will leave you with this today. So our, it's not really a Snapple fact of the day, but just my fun parting thought, question, (laughs) ponder. I don't know if you've ever just like looked up and really appreciated clouds. This sounds probably so weird and funny, but there's there's a backstory here. I was driving to Coachella in a car with my friends one year, and I just looked out at the sky and the clouds were doing something incredible. Like I'm just in awe of nature all the time, regularly, frequently. 
And so I just looked out and these big, fluffy cumulonimbus clouds were just there looking so beautiful. And I don't even know how it came out of my mouth, but I was like, man, clouds are tight. And it became a running joke in that specific friend group that we still stay to this day. So I guess my musing of the day is I don't even know why clouds are a thing like that. I am pretty sure in like second or third grade, we did a whole module on clouds and I remember absolutely none of it except cumulonimbus and cumulostratus clouds. So there's some fun facts for you. Uh, If you know how clouds form, I guess, let me know. Guess I probably won't look it up again. (laughs) I told you, I just have these musings and I, I never really act on them, but it's just interesting to, to ponder, you know? So that is all for today. Go out there, look at some clouds. Nature is dope. Clouds are tight. (laughs) And I will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. As always, as a reminder, final thing, if you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps me grow the show and I'm so appreciative of you and your support and tuning in. So that is all for me for today. See you next time. Bye.